Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You said you'd stay. Where did you go? So much around has changed. So much you need to know. I blamed you for so much inside me torn so much I wish we shared but deep down I know I'm scared that I'll forget your Why does the world have to say goodbye? And why does life fade away? I know you'll always be a part of me And that you're living here inside Sometimes I wish You know I never said goodbye You're my voice So why Have to say goodbye. Why does life fade away? Thank you guys. Thank you guys, man. To Dad is one of my favorite songs. The podcast was started um, after I had a conversation with my dad. 
And it was the last conversation I had with him and then he passed away. And so I've been using this process of interviewing to, to understand the emotion of, of that. And your song to dad is directly about your relationship yeah. with your father who's no longer here. Yeah. It, um, it just struck a chord with me, which is what really is why I'm yeah. doing this. Actually, yeah, it's the crazy thing in life, man. We, you never know when you're having that last conversation with someone. Never, you never really know. I mean, that day was a day, my last day with my dad was a day that kind of encompassed everything. We had an argument, we had laughs, we did recordings, we did watch popcorn, we, I don't know, we joked, we played games, we did everything that day. And then, you know, you wake up the next morning and, and, um, my mom was really, really just in pain and confused and cause he, he just didn't wake up and yeah, that was December 8th, 2010 morning my dad passed away. Tell me about your dad. So my dad was really just honestly a ball of energy, chaos, emotion, love, passion, and just, I mean, I can't think of a more memorable person in my life. My dad was adopted when he was about two or three, raised by Mr. Norman Artis, and he by Norman Artis, who was an airman. My dad just gravitated towards art and music and people his whole life from what I gather from this is just my perspective of my dad but um met my dad and you were in need of a friend or somebody to listen or somebody just to talk to he was that guy if you were out to take advantage of life or anyone in business or everything totally not your guy but that was equally expressive about being full of love and loving people, equally expressive of putting people in their place <laughs> or being disagreeable to things he didn't believe in. Anyone who, you know, there's 11 kids in my family. My parents were married for 30 years. My dad was um, diagnosed with cardiomyopathy and given, I think, about six months to live when he had had recently just met my mom. As much as my dad is a part of my story, my mother is too. Without this early did to my dad, none of us 11 kids would be here. His doctor had given him six months to live and my mom said, I'll say the clean version. My mom really cursed, but <laughs> she, she's like, and like, you're gonna outlive this doctor. You're gonna quit smoking. Quit drinking. Get rid of all the friends who are just living off of you. Get out of this lifestyle where people want something from you or just want to be around you can get or what you possibly can do. You're gonna your circle of friends are gonna consist of people who really care about Ronnie. My dad's name was Ron, but my mom called him Ronnie. He's like your friends are gonna be Ronnie or want to get to know Ronnie. It's not going to be all of this fast life, people taking this and wanting that. Or this. And uh, that added 
That added 30 years to his life. <laughs> she saved his life in some ways. Yeah, man. Major. And um, in the end, it was, it was a heart attack that, that took him home. And you were the first uh, boy, I guess, because you're Ron Artis, the second, not a junior. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, um, I'm also so the second born of my father's second marriage. Okay. So I have an older sister, Stefani, from the marriage with me and all 10 of my siblings. And before my dad married my mother, he was also, he was married once before to his first wife, Linda. And I have two half-siblings from the marriage, Tamu Artis and Saki Artis. And I'll give you the spelling of the names. Wonderful families. So tell me how all that boils into the song. All this comes together with the whole lifestyle. It's a whole life that it f- me and my relationship with my dad. Before I lost my dad, I had spoken to people who had lost a parent or a significant other that was really close to them. And I said all the perfect wrong. And I, I could have never known. I had never lost anyone physically close to me. It was all like, call me if I can do anything. If, if you need anything, call me. You know, all those things. I'm here for you. Um, when you lose someone, like I lost my dad, we spent every waking day doing something together. Every day, man, we were inseparable. The first thing I thought was just like, my whole world, my whole life is cracked in half. Like, there's this person that you're sure is gonna always be there. And then one day they're just, they're not. And it's beyond your control. You can't choose for them to come back, no. And so as we go through the lyrics of this song, it really highlights all the struggles within the 10 years of my dad had been gone already. He passed in 2000. And I wrote this song in about almost nine years. And I think it opens up with, um, you said you'd stay. Why did you go? My dad was always like, you know, I'm here. If you need anything, you know, talk to me. You know, your dad's here. He was from, um, his biological father was always traveling, always doing things. And, never married his mom. And so it was like, there was, my dad was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to always be here. Now, my dad honestly did mention sometimes to us, us children that there'll be a day when I'm not here. And I hope to be, but um, I opened the song anyway, saying, you said you'd, you said you'd stay. Why did you go? The next phrases that they sort of go into, um, you said you'd stay, why did you go? So much has changed that you need to know. I'm one of 11 kids. We were so tight growing up. We never had personal space or anything. We did everything together. <laughs> we did everything together. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. Maui. Uh, Wahoo. Wahoo. Yeah. And we, on the North shore of Oahu. And um, we did everything together. After my dad passed away, um, I think I was about 23. It did change so much. I mean, my dad was the, um, was basically the flag bearer of our family. While my mother tried to fill both roles, 
you have 11 very strong-willed children. <laughs> uh, my parents were very adamant about raising us to think for ourselves. The challenge, <laughs> the challenge, any fact that was put towards us or anything anyone had to say, you know, make up your own mind. Make up your own mind, form your own opinion. Um, there's nothing wrong with being agreeable, but in the end, no one's going to be able to take your place in, in, in the fire, basically, in, as you go through life. Like, I, you're not going to take responsibility for a decision that I've made, even if you've given me the advice. So it's make up your own mind, live your life. And having uh, 11 strong-willed children and um, all of a sudden being the sole parent is a lot. I, I, I can't begin to understand all the things my mom of um, wrestle with and but all of a sudden here you are six boys five girls stubborn as heck <laughs> stubborn as heck while we all um we had a family band and we had all these different together as a family and there was just one point where it was all chiefs and no indians uh, to put it simply and that's a hard band yeah it's a hard band um i don't know it could be a <laughs> no a lot of things began to break. We tried to hold on to those things. Looking back now, I can see all those things were necessary to change. You know, you you grow, you plant soil, and they've got to shatter their shell to grow. And everyone needs their space. Now, I mean, years later, we all talk, love, and, and respect each other. We always talked, but now it's like we all have about and for each other that we have space to go and do things and grow it's like it's like we're all in this this safe space to develop and then also we all just explode and it's time to grow and go out and do things and so it's like so much has changed that you need to know because i'm still struggling and wrestling with man I have kids. I never thought I'd get married. I told my, my father and my grandmother that I didn't think I'd ever get married, let alone get in a relationship. I'm just going to focus on my music and that, you know, and I'll, I'll remain celibate my whole life. <laughs> and uh, my uh, father and my grandmother had two different uh, takes on that. My dad was like, oh, that's fine. You know, you can say whatever you want. When, when love hits you, you choice. That's what my dad had to say about it. He was like, I know how it was with me and your mom, and I just know that um, the way you think and the way you are, you're, you're not going to see it coming. I just hope she's strong enough to <laughs> to crack. But um, he's like, when, when love hits, there's, there's no denying it. There's no cerebral approach to it, if you will. There's, and that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> and that's in the song. That's in some other and a few of the other songs we're going to get to. The other thing, the next phrase on that was, um, and this was a hard one. So much I blamed you for. So much inside me is torn. Of my dad. And he was very strong-minded, strong will, like most me and all my siblings are. And so going through life, you're just like, oh man, if you had done this that way, wouldn't it make life? Or a little bit clearer. Had you, if you've done that, maybe you should have done it this way. Or 
or why why are you gone you know it's it's hard if you haven't lost someone really close to you it's hard to understand being upset that that person's gone you know you think about the pain you think about the joy of all the memories you had but you can't help but get really mad sometimes like man i really really miss you. I want to be mad at you it's a weird thing to explain but when you really, really miss someone, it's an emotion you have to deal with. And for me, it was all these things all at once. And the next phrase, it gets really personal. It's just, there's so much I wish we'd shared. I mean, I had my first daughter was born. The first time going shopping, we got married. Saying my vows at my wedding. All those things, but things that like, I've gone through so much of my life with you. This is what I, I really wish I could share these things that I'll never with you. He wasn't there for those things. He wasn't but there. That's he passed on. Maybe already. like a postcard to him somewhere. Yeah, it's you're like, singing to him. Yeah, it's this is this song is like writing a letter to a loved one who's gone. There's a lot of things you wish you could say or wish you could share, and for me, it took nearly ten years. It was um, to write the song. No, to get to the space to write it. Huh. I wrote it all in a span of two days. Okay. It literally it took all that, took all that time to get here. Um, I actually wrote the song in March because we took time off last um, Christmas, end of um, twenty eighteen. We went to um, we went to New Zealand to unplug, and. I didn't know it was going to be unplugging that much. I didn't know cell phones wouldn't work. It's usually when you're in a space unplanned like that, where you have no connection to elements, that you're forced to face what's inside. And I didn't realize, but I'd kind of been pushing that down, pushing all these emotions down, pushing all that pain down. And, and it was time to face them and accept them. And that's how this song came sitting in my room or sitting in a camper van or something. I was just strumming those opening notes in the song. You can just hear it's kind of... And it's just kind of singing through that. And it took me two days because I just had to stop in the middle of it and think, am I really ready to face this? Is this a space I'm really ready to go? It was honestly, it was a lot, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a heavy emotion. It's a lot. And so that, that next phrase that's really personal is so much I wish we shared. It's just me returning. I mentioned earlier and just saying it plainly. There's so much I wish we shared. But deep down, I know I'm scared that I'll forget your voice. That phrase, you can't know that. Until you've lost someone. Right. Someone you're around all the time, you hear their voice. They're talking to you. You're talking to them all the time. But something happens. After them being gone, you still remember everything they said, everything they did, a lot. But then you start to remember it in your own voice. Mm. Your tone. Internalize. Your tone, speaking voice. Your, your expression. And you don't hear their voice anymore. Or... Hmm. as much anymore and it it was a really shocking 
and scary emotional at once too because I don't want to forget my dad. I don't think that I ever could. But it's like, it's an emotion that you come across and you think, whoa, am I, am I losing him? Am I really, lo- am I really absolutely now that I'm not remembering the tone of his voice? And that just came out when I was writing it. It just really came out on that section. And then into the next part, why does the world have to say, to go- say goodbye? And why does a life fade away? It's just a question posed to the listener. It's like, if you have an answer, tell me. I mean... Help me out. Yeah, help me out here. As a performer, help me out. (laughs) As a person, you know, because it's like, I have my ideas. I have my beliefs on this subject. It doesn't always make it easier. Knowledge doesn't always make things easier. The knowing. Though... When we don't know, we really think it does. You know, it's always thinking like, if I just had this, things would be easier. More, sometimes figuring it out and learning it makes it a little bit harder. Again, that's, that's, that's another part of life. You know, I have to say that I think your dad and mom did a great job bringing you up. Um, email saying, I wanted to interview you. You'd never met me. I walked up to you in a club and you shook my hand and said, thank you for coming. And my dad told me that there were four words just in life and they're free and they're thank you, please. And you're welcome. And Mm -hmm. it's just about being a gracious, grateful, respectful person to people everywhere you go. You didn't even because, and you demonstrated that graciousness and you demonstrate that on stage so effectively. One of the things I was thinking about as I watched you perform that night, and you at me other than thanking me for coming, um, was your gratitude to the audience, your, your, your grace on stage, and um, your aloha, mahalo, Hawaiian attitude. I was listening to your music, and I found it so universal. I didn't find it Hawaiian. Per se, what part of your music is Hawaiian? Is there a part of your music in Hawaii? Is it global? Like, how do you think of that? <laughs> I think all of it is. Um, if you go back and look at traditional Hawaiian music, there are so many forms of expressing what's really most popular in Hawaii is the slide steel. And I mean, people think that reggae is like Hawaiian is. Hawaii, that's, it's really not. Reggie's Caribbean is Jamaican, right? What's mostly Hawaiian, what mostly affected my music is in all the things you just said. If you go and you meet someone who's local to Hawaii, local meaning born there, raised there, lived there most of their life, or spent enough time there in Hawaii, is that gracious respect and appreciation for other people the land, the life, everything around you. It's just being grateful. And that's one of the things that brought my parents to the islands. Um, it was about 1990, 1991, when we officially moved there. I think it was in 89 or 90. 
after their first trip there. It was a work trip. My dad was going to do something for art. And he said he got there with my mom. They had a meeting in the morning. They went up to the beach, put their feet in the water, stepped out. And they said, oh, there's no way. <laughs> We're not where we came from. <laughs> yeah. And my dad said one thing that stuck out to him. He was walking down Waikiki. And mind you, this was back early 90s, late 80s. It's a totally different Waikiki now. There's this really tall Indonesian guy there. And if you get to know the different cultures, Tongan, Samoan, and a lot of times you'll see them, one of the guys walking and they have a really strong facial expressions. You'll think, is he upset? You know, until you get to know him or whatever. But I was watching him walk. We said, but what really struck him was this guy is walking, really strong personality. And on his shoulders, like his three-year-old daughter eating an ice cream. Focus look to looking up at his daughter and just totally melted and just smiling <laughs> looking at it and goes back to like this is why I live to take care of my kids and my dad was like this is where we belong this is where we're going to raise our kids before that they were living in LA and they were like there's nothing like this in LA no no they're very different and, and um, I'm really grateful my parents left this whole business and 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 everything behind and came to hawaii to raise a family hmm. how that affected my childhood and my life it's beyond words i mean i honestly would have a totally different life if i hadn't grown up in hawaii and now when i get to an audience or somewhere and a lot of it was teaching with my parents as well but when i when i think the audience for for coming out You could be anywhere you'd like with your life and your time and your energy. And you choose to be here to spend 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour with us in this place and listen to what I have to offer and what I believe might be important or helpful. And I'm grateful that they just give me a moment. And that's why I say thank you. <laughs>